Tēnā tātou kato. Welcome back, Fano, to another Kaho ETO e-commerce podcast. We are back in Tūranganui Akiwa right now with the flooding on the East Coast. Welcome back with Jody Reed. We have an amazing, just inspirational Fano coming forward that you have to have your taringas turned on, get some notepad out, and get ready to learn some wisdom. We are really excited to have them here with the Kahal Fano. This podcast comes on behalf of the Kahal ETL e-commerce program for Indigenous by Indigenous. And today we have a successful Indigenous business coming forward. No my haramai, Shay and Kahurangi from Aratoa. Welcome. Tinakwe Jodi. Can you tell the whanau here that are listening to us whereabouts in Aotearoa, New Zealand, you are from? Um, kia ora e tātou ma, Shane Milne um, I was born and raised in Tamaki, Tamaki Makaurau in Manurua in Ōtara. Um, uh, my whakapapa links uh, to the far north. Uh, Hokianga, or right throughout the Taitukero, actually. Um, also, Waitahu, uh, uh, Awarua, deep south bluff areas. Um, so it's a bit of a melting pot, really. Hoyo uh, no, we or our whanau, and, and then of course our business is based here in Noturua. Um, and I've been here since I met Kahurangi, really. So that's uh, 13 years. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we probably fully have been living here as a whanau, as a business, so to speak, for the last 11 or so years. My name is Kahurangi. Yeah, I am in the middle uh, of where Shay is from. So, yeah, I'm born and bred here in Otorua and grateful that as a whānau, this is where we're based and this is where we are raising our children and growing our business, um, Aratawa. Yeah. Ka pai whānau. So let's go back 11 years ago. What uh, brought uh, the birth of your business into your whānau as such? Well, um, I mean, God got to go back in the, in the memory, memory files, you know, Archives. it's deep. <laughs> um, it started off, uh, Kahurangi was working in tertiary at the time, and I was doing a collective of, of heaps of random things. So we wanted to start a, a business and pretty much just to try and bring all of those things that we were doing together, because sometimes Kahurangi would be presenting um, different kaupapa um, on television, and I'd be presenting, or I'd be directing, or I'd be um, emceeing, or speaking, or whatever, and we wanted to try and how could we bring them all under one umbrella, and that's how it all sort of started with Aratawa, and then, um, I mean, Kahurangi could talk more about where the name comes from, and why we named it, but that's in a nutshell why we started, and I mean, Back then as well, we had just had our baby. We, had a, we were a new little whanau. And so we just wanted to try and um, bring everything together and make it a bit more streamlined. Yes, yeah. So Shay uh, has a background in media. I've also got a background in media. We were working at Television New Zealand in Auckland. And when we had our baby, it was like, okay, well, let's move to Rotorua where 
things might be a little bit simpler and easier for us to raise our, our whānau. Uh, well, it was a holiday, <laughs> which turned into a long stay, let's live here, uh, scenario. And so we moved back to my um, homestead in Ohina Maturoturua. And the name of the street that I live on is called Aratoa. And at that time, we were thinking about, okay, well, we had all of these other influential and really amazing um, friends that we looked up to who were running media companies. And we decided that we'd like to aspire to do that. Uh, and we needed a name for our business. And we thought Aratoa was perfect because it reminded us of what's important. Um, it grounds us and what our purpose is. And so our purpose is, is um, in te reo Māori and in whānau, because that's, we see that our whānau our morals and the things that we live for are one and the same with what our business is. So that's kind of where Aratawa, the name comes from, and the concept of creating a business was merging um, Shay's media background and my, uh, I've got a background in marketing. So it was like, okay, let's make this a real thing. And that's how Aratawa started. How was that forming of the two of you and whānau life and merging of a whole new, another peepee as such uh, together? How was that in real life? And just before I answer that question, just so you know, you, you'll be hearing cars and everything like that going around in the background. We're actually in our um, office here at Aratoa. So there's people walking around and um, doing their mahi, no reira, aroha mai. But um, back to your question, yeah, it was a little bit of a um, rude awakening and, and having to manage uh, all of the, yeah, as you say, combination of, of whānau, business, people, um, moving down to a new place for, for me anyway. So there was a lot of uh, teething, not issues, but just things that we needed to get used to and, and had to work through. Um, you know, I was, I was, and still am, but back then anyway, was really committed to um, things in the far north community. So I was still trying to get up to the far north as much as I could. Um, Kahurangi was still trying to do kapahaka. And like we just said before, we had our new baby. So there was a lot of things that we needed to try and figure out as well. So that was a bit of a pressure on the business. Eh? Yeah. And, you know, life is generally hard anyway. So you add all of that to the mix and it, it, um, it really gives you kind of yeah, that rude awakening. But if your purpose isn't strong, then, then that's when things can fizzle out sometimes. So we were very clear about what our purpose was, which was whānau and te reo Māori. And so that's what constantly drives us whenever it becomes hard or whenever it's, you know, gets a bit much. But I will say that I didn't actually jump into the business full-time until about four years ago. So I was still working full-time in my um, marketing jobs for um, in the tertiary sector and trying to do this on the side as well, where Shay was able to commit to it um, a bit more. And, you know, he was kind of the, the talent that, that we would send out, <laughs> roll out there and, and get the mahi. And I was in the background trying to do the admin side of things when I could. And then we had our second baby. And that's when it kind of solidified for us the, the motivation to really jump into this full-time and that's when the business took off so those first few years was us just kind of figuring it out um, you know actually formalizing the business and then when our baby was when our new our second baby was born um, I said sayonara to the full-time mahi we both jumped into it and our baby was three months and we were moving into our first um, office space and you know we're sitting there a baby in the pram I'm breastfeeding and we're 
in our first office space. So I that's think, yeah. um, baby's first portable cot was a Katmandu trolley um, <laughs> that we would put under a, a random desk yeah. in the corner of the room. When we'd have hui's. Yeah, <laughs> when we'd have hui's. And, um, you know, that, that was a huge leap of faith. And even though Kahurangi says, you know, I was full-time, I was, and we were doing it that way. But, like, when we both decided to go full-time and get an Come office up. space, that was um, a huge jump, you know, from doing it just me where I could go away and Kahu would look after our, our baby or our daughter at that time and then but that was still manageable you know whereas when we got the office space and then we committed to actually having full-time staff and then it just went from a manageable crazy to crazy crazy <laughs> pretty intense really really quickly but that was you know it was it was cool and there was heaps of learnings in that was there something that happened that allowed you to make the leap forward or was it just time or was there a moment? Because some whānau are on that space of not leaping and what did yeah, you say to them? Yeah, it's a real thing. It's a very real thing. And it's actually it's scary. It's risky uh, because, you know, we're all living in a time where things are hard as well financially. And so if you haven't got that financial stability, um, you do need to be sure that things are going to happen and be okay. Yeah, and so I would say that... Um, there was a few reasons why we could make the jump. There yeah. was um, one, because we just had our baby, Kahu had a little bit of a... Uh, we had a little bit of a safety net that Kahu could go back to work after a year. Yeah. So if it didn't work out, then at least Kahu could go back to her, um, her other job, you know? So we had a year... Um, that's number, well, I don't know if that was number one, but that's a issue, our a number. Um, another one is that um, in our sort of working relationship, I'm, I'm definitely the one who likes to try and take as many jumps as we possibly can. And Kahurang is definitely the one telling me um, that is silly or what have I'm you got us into? Yeah. <laughs> or, um, oh my God, why did you do this, Shay? All of that sort of stuff. Um, so that's another one. But then number three, it was just, I think it was just time for us to, to actually do, do something like this, you know. I mean, we've, I've got a few friends in Farno who are all sole traders or who have a small business and they are doing contract by contract sort of thing. And not to say that we're not doing that now, mm. but the, we could see on the horizon that there was an, a, an opportunity and, and there were possibilities. All we needed to do was just fully commit. And so that was the catalyst, really, for us going all in gumboots and all. Cowboy final, that's exciting. Nothing like a good pair of gumboots. Uh, <laughs> for you, while you're um, wading in with your gumboots, did you have any limiting beliefs and how did you overcome them? Yeah, most certainly. And like Shay's already kind of talked about in terms of the, our working relationship and kind of the characters that we have here, which is, Shay's got, you know, great confidence and like really clear that, no, we'll be all good, we'll be all good. Whereas I'm very like, oh my God, no, this is, you know, I, I see all the risks before they even come up. And so I was the one very, um, you know, had a lot of doubts. I had a lot of, are we going to be okay? And and so I think that's why it took me so long, I think, when staying in that full-time job and just trying to manage both of it on the side and just getting to a point of trusting 
And I think that's the biggest thing for any um, whānau that are in that position at the moment is actually the, the trusting and the process. The doubts are actually just something that you're feeding yourself. So um, having Shay to kind of say, we'll be all good, we'll be all good. And maybe just doing it yourself is reassuring yourself that it is going to be okay. You know, even though Kahurangi is, is saying that, you know, having Shay to say, we'll be all good. There's also, um, there was a hu huge plus in Kahurangi saying, you know, don't go too hardcore. And we definitely learnt um, that the hard way as well. We probably um, are guilty in the past of biting off more than we could possibly chew sometimes. Uh, we are guilty of maybe not being fully ready. Um, but then the counter to that is when are you ever going to be fully ready? When are you ever going to be um, fully, you know, all skilled and ready to go, you know, and that comes three, four, five, six years or however many months or it takes you to get your systems and your um, your working style in, in place before you are fully legit ready to go. So we could have been waiting till the cows come home. Here's another farm analogy for you. Um, but, you know, so that's kind of where we have found this has been a good little uh, healthy mix for us as directors of Aratoa where and and you know not to say that it's it's me saying go hard and Kahurangi is the handbrake it's actually sometimes the, the other way Kahurangi wants to go um, and follow a path that we haven't necessarily been down um, and I'm a little bit like ah, you know um, but you know that's become um, kind of like our conscious, our, each other uh, are each other's conscious, and we're able to do a lot of um, risk mitigation amongst ourselves. And then, fortunately, we've got far no friends uh, who are business owners, directors who have worked at um, you know executive level in different um, areas who can guide us or help us or tell us. That is a stupid idea. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we're lucky in that regard. Okay. That's awesome to have some afi and guides. Uh, next question would be for you. Uh, what do you think the core benefit is from your products and services that you place out into the world? I'll tell you. I think I talked about earlier about our purpose. And so we consider ourselves to be a Māori content business. business, right? So everything that we do comes down to two things, which is te reo and whānau. Uh, so we ask ourselves, you know, does this um, do, is what we're doing meeting those two uh, kaupapa? Because that's important to us as a whānau, that's important to us as individuals. And so that's just translated and moves on into, into the things that we do in our business. And so I think that would be, I'd like to think that that is one of our main benefits is that we are um, very sure that that's what we do and that's what we're about. Also, um, te reo and whānau, there's just some practical things around that as well. Uh, we are a Māori speaking family. Um, so that's just part of part and parcel of working with us. So if you're not going, if you can't um, deal with Shay or Kahurangi writing Kiora, Hoya no, Aroha Mai in the email sort of thing, then that's an issue. Um, the second part of that, the other practical issue is that 
whānau uh, means that we are a young whānau with a small whānau, uh, with our own little whānau, and we don't have 20 million babysitters on tap that we can just go chur. Um, back when it was just me in the business or, you know, predominantly me doing the business, we that we were able to maybe say you could go for a week on this shoot or whatever, um, or vice versa. Kahurangi could go to Auckland for a business trip or whatever, and then I could stay back. Whereas now we're both in the business. Um, and so there are just some practical things around whānau that um, just mean that we can't do some contracts. Like we would, we like to think that maybe we could move um, maunga, to be able to accommodate some clients, but sometimes um, school holidays means that one of us has to be home. <laughs> and, um, or we're all coming in. You're coming in as a package of four. <laughs> we're all, yeah, we're all coming. And, and don't get me wrong, there has been um, a few clients times, that yeah. we've had um, in the past, and I, I want to lead to them, where we have gone to the board meeting with our kids and um, because, again, because our values, because our kaupapa um, is so clear on, from the outset, um, it generally means that our clients know who we are, they know about our whānau, and they're more than happy because there has been a deeper connection already made. Yeah. So when we turn up with our kids, with our whānau, there's probably already a whānau connection through uh, through whanaungatanga, whakapapa that has already been made. And so generally it's all good. Um, but yeah, those are just some of the aspects about aratoa uh, on a practical level and on a values level as well that, that underpin what we do and how we do it. Kapai. Bano first is always my motto about anything. Um, so for the Fano that have just heard about you and whereabouts could they contact you or what's your web address and what could you help them with in regards to future api or whatever they're looking for in the future? So we have a website, woohoo. Uh, our website is www.aratoa.nz uh, You can still find us at .co.nz too yeah. you know. We're on all social media platforms as well IG, Facebook, we're on TikTok too we're trying to grow there <laughs> uh, so those are the um, platforms that you can find us at or yeah, or LinkedIn yes and our individual LinkedIn profiles I mean we're <laughs> everywhere everywhere you want to go you can find us um, we're trying <laughs> you know, um, but in terms of our services and what we offer um, people, um, the three sort of home, for lack of a better term, of Aratawa is content. So we, we can make you a video as videography. We can um, edit it for you, shoot it, um, research all of that, direct it. Uh, we can we do all of that in-house. We can help you out with your um, comms and kahurangi can talk more about that. And then as well, marketing your kaupapa, who you are and where you come from as well, what you're about. But also what, what we've found is that our experiences nowadays is that looking back is that all of our clients where we really specialise is being able to talk to um, or reach a Māori audience and being able to represent a Māori audience as well. And now you might think that that's quite small-minded and um, not really a good business move because there's not many Māoris in the world. Um, and, and, you know, to a certain degree, that 
might be true, but um, it's it's served us pretty sweet the last um, few years. And um, I think that's part of the beauty of Aratoa is like, we know who we are, we know where we come from, and we know where we're going, sort of, sort of a thing. We know who we want to talk to. And sorry, there's a, there's a, there's a cop car um, driving past. Um, but we know who we are. We know where we're from. We know where we're about, what we're about. And we're able to use that um, knowledge, that mātauranga and those connections as well to be able to help other kaupapa, other businesses reach that, that same audience as well, where they might need to. I think to our, if, if we, we're clear as well, that the economy is browning up. So whilst we, and it's, you know, Shay's right, some people might think, oh, you're very, you're quite niche, you're, you know, you're really focused on one target audience. We're okay with that. Uh, and we're, we're clear that that has, has served us very well. And who better to do it than Māori? Because often what we're finding too, especially in these marketing spaces and with other agencies, we've got a lot of Pākehā agencies who are, who are needing to engage with Māori audiences, but they can't do that. They can't, um, they don't know how to do that. And, and if they are doing that, they're getting that on a part-time basis or they're pulling someone in at, at different points of the journey that they're on. And sometimes that's not authentic enough. And so we like to think that we um, have just a natural ability to connect with Māori audiences and that's important for New Zealand economy and, and it's important indigenous, you know, for indigenous economies around the world. That's exciting. I feel like um, having a niche of Māori is just awesome because we do need awesome people like yourself to afi us and market, you know, all our brownness and um, our abilities. For you and your company, where has this niche market taken you in regards to revenue? Um, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, that um, that's been... That's never really been the driving yeah. force behind Aratoa as well. That's never really been an issue, like uh, a main focus where we want to do this and we want to have this amount of um, dollars in the bank. We want to be able to do, um, I don't know. I mean, we've, we have all of our accountants and we do the end of year breakdowns and we forecast where we want to get to and, and whatnot, but in terms of um, that being a guiding factor in, in the way we operate, that's not necessarily why we do things. Um, but we have grown quite a bit in the last, I don't know, since the inception of Aratoa. I mean, this is our second office now. Our first office was quite a bit bigger than our basement. Uh, and then our second office now is, like I want to say, a good four or five times bigger than our last office. Um, we're starting to, you know, get more and more people. But again, you know, it, that, that means that um, you've got more overheads as well. So we are growing um, to be able to suit all of those, um, offset all of those costs um, in terms of Pute, what else? Yeah, so we definitely have, um, we increase financially year by year. Yeah. So that, that we've, we've seen a huge growth there, which has been great for us. Um, we're growing in staff, we're growing in space and in, and in service offering as well, because that's important. 
so like Shay was saying, we've come into this new space here. We've got a studio that we're building. Um, so we're, we're reinvesting also back into the business so that we can then extend our service offering and products offering as well. If I can just um, go back as well, and I think this has helped our revenue as well. Um, a few years ago, we were probably, and this is like a, a point that I touched on before, we were probably guilty of trying to do too much and trying to do as many things as we possibly could, whatever contract walked in the door, we would say yes, and then figure out how, how to do it or how to best achieve whatever outcome that was needed. Um, whereas now we have really sort of, um, had to go before, like a fire here in Mata. Um, we've just sort of really narrowed it down into what we're actually um, offering different clients. And that has been um, what we've found to be a lot more sustainable, but also a lot more achievable as well. And that's meant that the product that we're um, putting out, the production quality in which we're giving um, clients and which we're making as well, has just um, grown in leaps and bounds, which is always good. So trying to, I don't know whether you call it a shotgun approach where we're trying to just do everything, that's anything to do with te reo Māori or anything Māori, we can do it. Um, now uh, is not, we're not trying to do that. and But we're still trying to just, just do what we want to do and do do our buzz, but we're just, you know, that's, I guess, I don't know if they asked you a question, but I just, as Kahurangi was talking, I was like, that, that's that's an important part in the development of Aratua, you know, and um, yeah, kia ora. Kia ora. Thank you for that really awesome answer. Uh, for the whānau that have just launched their first sort of websites, they're branching out into their own Māori companies. Some of them are crying, some of them are hiding. What inspirational kupu could you share with them in regards to launching into their own little, um, you know, baby as such and launching that into the world? Firstly, he mihi nui. Firstly, a big, big congratulations to you for that. It's a really um, daunting thing. You know, you're being so vulnerable by putting out something that's just sat in your head, sat in your ngako, in your heart for so long to then, you know, share that with everybody and say, hey, look, um, buy this or engage with me and what I've just created. That's a, an amazing achievement. So that, that's, that's number one. Number two is, again, I think back to what I said earlier, which is trusting in, in that process. Like if you've, I'm the type of person that likes to have everything sort of, you know, oh, we're gonna do this, 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 and this, and then we'll do that. Um, and Shay's like, you know, uh, just put it out there, be, be brave enough to put it out there. And so that's what we've done as well. We've combined those two qualities of, let's make sure we've got things, our, our, we've crossed our T's, we've dotted our I's, and then have the courage to just put it out there uh, and, and hope for the best. Because that's all you can really, really do is hope for the best. The other thing is, you know, it's a grind, man. And, you know, and that's not to sugarcoat it at all. Some people just see um, that you're doing well and maybe you've got a, a new, new hat on or something like that or uh, you've just upgraded your truck or something, you know, for the first time in five years and they think that you're doing amazing. Um, and, you know, that all, of this, that all aside, um, 
you don't want, and that's part of the, the issue with social media as well you know people only see some of your successes they don't actually see the um hard work that you have to put in to enable you to be able to be successful whatever the whatever that is i don't know what that is um but it is a grind and just keep going and there will be ups there will be downs you know by because i've got a lot of friends as well you know when we all first started, we were just like everyone going to all of the little um, business hub, you know, meets the Matariki X's of the world. Uh, I, I I looked at trying to, you know, sign up with um, Te Whare Huka Huka years ago. Um, Shay, I met Shay at some business um, meetups and whatnot. We were going to all of those sorts of things and meeting up with, you know, and it was all fun and everything like that. But some people that you meet up at the thing, at those business hubs, they they're there on their first time or maybe their second time. Sometimes you don't see them on their third time or their fourth time because maybe they've take, they've um, sort of struggled through something or haven't quite got their ducks in, in in order and then have just given up for whatever um, take that is. And that's not a diss or anything, but I just think that we need to be real about that there will be ups and there will be downs, and we need to be able to plan for um, when those downs come, what are you going to do, and how do you ensure that you can just keep going? Um, because that's just life, you know, and um, how can you um, be prepared and also um, be aware that like this, there's some down. So when the sun sets, even though it's going to be dark, tomorrow's going to shine again. So just just keep going, man. I also think, like, for those of you that have uh, been on this Farihukuka journey, that's amazing Hard. that you've actually gone out and you've sought the support and engaged in a program like this because not many people do that. They just go and do it solo and they're not willing to actually get the support. And that is the biggest leap that you need to take is actually saying yes to support, saying yes to gaining that matauranga because you don't know everything. Like we didn't know how to start a business. We've learned along the way. We've Googled our way through a whole lot of things, but you've taken more of a or more of a leap by actually um, doing this program and doing more of this. So once you've got learned this, what is the next sort of things that you need to learn um, and just take your time through that. And one more thing on that, um, I, I do commend uh, all of the whānau doing things kaupapa like this, and like what Kahurangi is saying, what to do more to be able to work on the business and, and gather those skills. The, the next step of doing more is, you know, when you go to those um, business meetings or kaupapa and you make a connection, but doing more is then actually following up on that connection as well, um, going... Kia ora, uh, kia ora Jody. Uh, it was nice meeting you. How can would you fancy a coffee? And that's a bit of a that's a bit hard, you know, sometimes when you just meet someone and then and and just to even that takes some courage to be able to put yourself out there like that. So um I just want Mahi to to yeah, like Kahurangi said, all of you doing doing Mahi to um better yourself but also prepare yourself for business. Kia ora to you. You both, thank you for your time and appreciate you hanging around with us and sharing your wisdom. I wish you all the best with your 
studio that's launching and everything that's happening. Thank you for everything that you do for Te Ao Māori and all of us also Māori's trying to make it out there. You are an inspiration. Kia ora. So that's us for another podcast. Uh, we have actually launched 131 plus businesses online. So it's an exciting moment for Kahawi Te Ao which when you come on our program, you'll find her for life. So thank you for sharing with us today. Whanau, thank you. Amihi. Kakite. Kakite to the awesome whanau out there listening to this live and to another Kahal podcast. If you like us, please stick the like, subscribe, get the bell so you can hear some more amazing, successful Indigenous businesses. This was on behalf of the Kahal ETL e commerce program for Indigenous by Indigenous. Kakite Fano. Thank you for listening to the Kahau Podcast by Kahau Itaau Program, e-commerce for Indigenous by Indigenous. Support our mission to uplift the lives of 10 million Indigenous people by following us in our social media channels on Instagram and on Facebook at Kahau Itaau Program. Should you wish to learn e-commerce with us, send us an email at kahau at twh.co.nz. See you next time. Matewa.